0: this is Stephanie Hansen and you are listening to The Makers of Minnesota where we are talking to cool people doing cool things in the state of Minnesota. We have two very cool young ladies here today. We have Laura and Bella Meskini and they are from the Familia Meskini House of Wine and you girls are taking the wine world by storm in producing and distributing a new canned wine. Who's going to tell me about it first? Laura? Bella? <laughs> They're both looking I at each other like, I don't know. Okay.
1: <laughs> so we grew up, grew up making wine, producing wine, even like our grandparents did from Argentina. So
0: tell me about that because you look pretty like you're Minnesota people. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm
1: very pale. Um, <laughs> so we grew up in Minnesota. My dad is from Argentina. Okay, and my mom is your dad's Minnesota. name is
0: Eugenio. Is that mm-hmm. how you say it? Yeah. Yep. And your mom is Teresa. Yes. Okay. They met in
1: college. Yes, they met at at the University of Saint Thomas. Um, my dad didn't
0: speak a word of English. And, really? Yeah. But, well, Saint Thomas has a really diverse student population. Mm-hmm. A lot of international students, so that makes sense. So um, he grew up from like wine region um, in Argentina. Sure. Yeah. And so, where did you guys grow up? Did you literally grow up in Argentina, or did you grow up in the Twin Cities somewhere?
1: In Minneapolis. Yeah, we okay. grew up
0: in Minneapolis. But um, we normally
2: visit every other year and most of our family is there. So we still are, like to call ourselves Argentines and be involved in that part of our culture. Yeah.
0: So would your dad go back and forth and your mom? And how did that work? Uh, we would always he would go often to see his family. Sure. And then as a, you know,
1: with our siblings and our parents, we would go every other year to see our cousins. And we're fluent in Spanish. Our dad only speaks uh, in, speaks Spanish. Speaks in yeah. Spanish. Yeah. oh that's pretty great it's very
2: much so a part of our lives and all of our friends know it when they're at our house it's argentine food and how many kids are in your
0: family four yeah four kids all right and are you guys youngest oldest where do you fall in the hierarchy
2: i'm the oldest and then i'm the second and then we have a younger brother who's almost 16 and a younger sister who's almost 13 all right so very Mm -hmm. young
0: family yeah Yeah. fun household and you spoke spanish at home Mm -hmm. tell me when you mentioned argentine food i'm curious what in particular that is necessarily yeah. I only hear about like I guess you hear about the beef yeah so mm-hmm. that's a huge
2: part my dad is like we have to have it at least twice a week or her freak out big, okay big steak yeah so a lot of that and then there's a lot of empanadas baked in the oven not fried as like most mexicans will do it <laughs> yum um yeah and just a lot of different like fresh produce I'd say when you empanadas that. steak
0: red wine red wine yeah
2: okay all right <laughs> that's I
0: love that <laughs> so you go every other year and what's interesting to me about that is you both seem like like you feel very connected to this Argentinian heritage? Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Your grandmas, your all of your cousins. Mm-hmm. So you really felt like that was part of it. So as your parents were producing wine there and distributing it here, did you feel like you were connected to Argentinian lifestyle?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think it's like very much so norm for everyone in Mendoza where my dad is from in Argentina to have their own wine labels. So I felt we are very much so connected in that way. And also it's something that a lot of our friends knew about us as our parents would drink that wine. Yeah. So I felt like it was a way we could show off and celebrate our Argentine culture.
0: Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. for, a, I mean, if you've been to Europe and you've been to some of these places, you really get a sense of the family connection that people have to the land to their vineyards, to the vines that they're growing. And when you go to an island or somewhere and you sit down in the neighborhood tavern, they're giving you their wine that they've typically grown or that their neighbor has grown. Mm-hmm. So it seems weird to people that maybe haven't had that experience in Europe to understand because our wine feels like it comes from Certix, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very true.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been so interesting to learn more about the whole process. And we have pictures of us running on the vineyards when we we're little. And we recently built a house on one of our vineyards. So it's so much fun to have time to be in the pool and run around and see it all come to life in
0: that whole aspect. And you do spend a lot of time in the pools in the vineyard because it's hot. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The and, pool
1: is like the highlight. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and the dinners.
0: Yeah, the dinners are really good.
1: Big
2: family dinners. Yeah. yeah, all the friends, all the families, all the neighborhood dogs. It's like a three-hour like process. Yes, but yeah, the best part of the day. And mm-hmm.
0: you see that in Italy. You see that in Croatia. Mm-hmm. You see that in a lot of wine-growing regions. I feel so glad that you got to have that experience because it is so amazing. Yeah,
2: it's so different than a lot of values in American culture too. So it's been so interesting to have the best of both worlds. Between between the Argentine values and the American values as well.
0: Are there is there something that seems like an Argentine value to you that's different?
2: I feel like family is just such a focus. Like our cousins even to this day have like big family lunch and dinners on Sunday, where here in American culture I feel like some of that gets lost with like priorities yeah. and work mm-hmm. and sports and stuff. And the
0: multi-generations
2: too, Yeah, don't exactly. You think? Everyone's very connected. And a lot of people who live in Argentina live there their whole lives. Like we go back and we laugh because our little town is exactly the same every single time. And I feel like that's something that's not necessarily the same same in the US
0: and the heritage of like it's been the same mm-hmm. for hundred of yeah, years exactly. you know these family lines have been there so you guys are you're growing up your mom and dad have this winery you're in college and you decide that you want to have a brand that you want to be invested in the family business how did it all bubble up well sure.
1: I always told my parents canned wine can
0: is where it's at we have to kind of innovate the business when did you tell them that do you remember yeah a couple years ago because so, that's when i think we first started to yeah. see the canned wines yeah. we saw what were the first ones was it like big house red
1: yeah like Sophia. yes yeah, mm-hmm. Sophia Cop- like Sophia all those coppola yeah yep. and so when it first started i think people in our like demographic are always on instagram and you see it pop up and it just started like be a huge trend yeah and, like, because
0: in the beginning i was like canned wine yeah you yeah. yeah. to drink wine exactly. out of a can it and so boxed cool. wine was sort of like yeah all we knew, a knew a was that thing, horrible you know. franzia mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah zinfandel yeah, it
2: <laughs> it's been really interesting because everyone always asks us like oh are you going to do that is that your business and i feel like we finally found our niche of the business and exactly what we wanted to do and how it reflects more of our culture and our age group
0: so So you decided you wanted to be the ones who brought canned wine into the family yeah yeah and do you remember the first time you told your mom and dad that
1: yeah i told my dad that and he's a big business guy and he was like that's crazy i'm like no people will drink it that's right so i kept telling him that but i think um once i started seeing it you know at the on the shelves at their favorite liquor stores they started to believe me more
0: yep and are you you known, is your family known for certain types of wines? Um, Yes.
1: Especially um, being from Argentina and Mendoza, there's a lot of Malbec. Um, It's just probably the most famous
0: Mm -hmm. varietal
1: from that region. Some Cabernets as well. Uh, We do Chardonnay, but mostly, especially from Argentina, some deep dark reds.
0: With a lot of um, kind of a puckery mouthfeel. Exactly. A lot of tannins. Yeah, and it works
2: so well with a lot of the foods of Argentina, as we said, the steaks and the barbecues or whatever. So
0: definitely very similar to Argentina. So you say to your dad, hey, I want to do this can." wine thing and he's like sure kid that's great let mm-hmm. me know so then how did you <laughs> literally convince him did you did he make you do a business plan did he say research it like what did you literally have to do to get people on board i think it was kind of a mix it was you know i never
1: made like a formal powerpoint it was just showing hey look at this brand you know hey look at the mm-hmm. you know brands especially the Sophia brand that he knew well which for is a,
0: quite fantastic yeah yeah it's pretty awesome. her pink bubble with the straw that's what i was is, just thinking yep when i go to a hotel and that is in my fridge -hmm. I am just a happy camper. (laughs) And then they have a white, um, and it's not marketed Sophia, but it's the Coppola family it's in a green can and it's kind of a slim can and it's a white wine Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of it but another really good tasting product
1: yeah yeah and I think like seeing big brands like that or you really successful entities actually doing the canned wine and people who you know stand behind the bottle switching to cans and just trying to mix it up a little bit showed that you know we could do it Mm -hmm. okay
0: yeah so you're both very young people you've been going to college and figuring that out how do you divvy up the labor of like who doing what and what was the first thing you had to do? You obviously have wine, yeah. so that's not <laughs> yeah. a Step problem. One, <laughs> yep. Yeah,
2: so definitely that. And then um, I have a graphic design minor, and I've always been really interested in branding and technology and using my creativity as well. So I've definitely done a lot of that aspect. Like the website building has all been my responsibility, of course, with Bella's approval. Yeah, um, which can be <laughs>
0: difficult. I was going to ask. Yeah, do no. You, like in a family business, sometimes husband and wife, mm-hmm. you know, you have one person that's good at one area and another mm-hmm. person that's. Do you have your defined roles or do you get into each other's space
2: I think we do have our defined roles like Bella doesn't have very much patience with technology like I do and <laughs> I just happen to be really savvy with it but we definitely I look for her approval on a lot of things too to make sure that it's she likes it and it's reflective of the voice that we want to put forward but yeah I definitely do a lot of that and um, I also do a decent amount of the social media as well
0: mm-hmm. yeah and let's talk about that because I don't think you can talk about I mean you have to have a good product mm-hmm. yeah but a lot of the product is the lifestyle piece of it right so yeah. you Decide you're going to have a website. You put together who decided literally on the way that the package looks because you have this can. You brought some in for me. Mm-hmm. The colors are interesting, they're kind of retro a little bit. Yeah. It's a matte label, mm-hmm. which is sort of unique that we're seeing a lot of the breweries.
1: Yeah. yeah definitely so the label was done by a local ad agency called in food marketing and anita yeah, yeah they were anita. Yeah. They do a
0: great job <laughs> anita
2: so, was awesome. so they yeah we worked with them had like a anita couple nelson of nelson is yes. from yes. in
0: food marketing and yes. she does work with a lot of local brands yes. yeah so she mm. met
2: my mom and was super helpful they wanted to do um a alcohol beverage really badly so they were really excited about the whole project and came up with some amazing designs but this was our favorite by far yeah um and we love the hand-drawn aspects that represent argentina with the mountains and the the vineyard coming down and we just thought the colors were so appealing celebrative and great for summer and
0: the matte label was that something you knew right away you mm-hmm. were going to do yeah.
2: yeah yeah just
1: something that stands out on the shelf you have to catch the eye and then then show it's a good product but
0: who decided to name it vamos vino we came up with really a ton of different ideas yeah. um we were trying to pull
2: from either maybe family names aspects but we decided that vamos was um the best name because it was like to go in our in spanish so it made us think of like where can we bring this wine we wanted to like have that reflective our brand so we wanted it to be shown on boats and tailgates and picnics and parties so just bringing it out to go and out into the world
0: so you develop design you decide on the label you launch a website you did you know social media like did you launch Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube? Did you do all the channels at once? Yeah. yeah. It's still it's still a work
2: in progress. Definitely it's a work we, in progress yeah. still. I mean, obviously social media you need to be have such an active presence, so we're still working on it every single day. But um Instagram is obviously the biggest our biggest like group um age group that we're targeting. Um, so we've put a lot of work into that, which has been really fun. And also Facebook is great for longer posts and a different variety of videos, so we've been utilizing that platform as
0: well. When you are doing lifestyle branding for wine you talk about facebook video because that's primarily like a 35 to 54 year old Mm -hmm. woman Mm -hmm. is that yeah approximately yeah Yeah. so what kind of videos would you do to appeal to a woman like that with a canned wine
1: picnics breweries where you know we're just trying to appeal to the people to bring on the boat if you go to we're trying to get get it out there because we're I think like that demographic too you go to a brewery here and you don't care for beer and it'd be great to have yeah. wine and yeah. we've
2: yep. never been beer people so we kind of want to take away the stigma of bringing a wine bottle everywhere and yeah wine can be more obtainable and easy just like beer is and so so we kind of wanted to like celebrate the wine drinkers in every aspect
0: does it sell only singularly or is it in a four-pack six-pack how does it sell singularly for right now okay so people can load up one by one by one yeah how do you feel about we're seeing a lot of you talk about the Breweries and they're really starting to do a lot of malt-based cocktails. They're mm-hmm. trying to create um, beer rosés, as it were. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that helps your story or hurts it?
1: I think it can help it. I think that it can be an introduction for beer drinkers to appreciate wine and maybe get a little bit
0: more like Variety.
1: i don't know yeah. yeah because i you know i've tried the rose beers and like stuff like that that are popular especially in the twin cities too we and try. it's okay yeah <laughs> yeah, we try. yeah but i think it's maybe a good introduction too it can work both ways
0: do you like them or is there any you do like that's a good question um
2: well i'm gluten-free now um. So wine is normally what I stick with when I'm drinking, but um, yep. I have had the rosé at Surly when I wasn't gluten free, and I didn't mind that. I know you didn't love it. but no, I, yeah. uh, so I it did was didn't.
0: Light. I didn't love no, it either. I, I like it. part of what is confusing to me, and I think it's maybe just me, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. When you have like a pink something, you have like a sense of yeah. what that's going to taste like in your mind, and the Surly rosé just tasted like watered down nothingness to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't sweet. It no. wasn't. Mm -hmm. Sharp It just like Wasn't anything I don't know And I feel like for
2: them I mean Obviously they have like People that don't love beer But want to go experience The great place that Surly is For a bite to eat Or just hang out in the patio Yeah So I feel like This could be a great option For them to introduce Something that's not Just beer to those that want to hang out with their friends that love beer.
0: What about, have you guys had the like Fair State Roselle? No, I haven't. Had no, I've heard about it though. It's very good. Yeah. And it's just, it's very assertive, I guess, in its flavor. So maybe that's why it feels like more like wine to me. Mm-hmm. um Some of the ciders. I'll, have... I'll drink cider. She loves yeah. cider. Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of good ciders. That Minneapolis Cidery is a new place. Yeah. And yeah. they oh, have a raspberry mm-hmm. cider that's oh, fantastic. Really? Yeah. yeah.
2: sociable Social yeah. Side Works is right by her apartment. So we've been a few times. Do you like yeah.
0: their pink? And I don't know what the name of it is. It's fairly new pink cider
1: i always just end up getting the freewheeler every time i go yeah
0: i didn't like it either yeah and i was surprised (laughs) because i like sociable a lot i I like their brand of ciders yeah Yeah. it just wasn't for me again it was kind of watered down feeling Mm -hmm.
2: yeah maybe that's the issue then that people. They need to work on. I think they're the trying. Favor. Yeah. They're, people are trying to.
0: Or maybe I'm out. just like, I need to stop thinking I'm going to like these and just <laughs> yeah. stick with more assertive things because yeah. that's what I like. Yeah, that's and true. stop thinking I'm every person. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's like, well, if I don't like it, nobody's going to like it. But that's not true.
1: <laughs> well, I'm like, when I go to places like that, I'm like, I know I like something. I'll, I'll take a sip and see if I can sample it, but I'll stick to the regular. i yeah. very much like that,
0: yeah. too. Okay, let's get into some of the brass tacks about social media here. Yeah. So you have this canned wine, and it's cute. Do you... I mean, you can only put your canned wine in so many social media posts. So yeah. Do you have a formula for you know, four pictures of the can to seven non-pictures of cans.
2: Yeah, so um, I actually took a social media class last semester um, at school and I'm a fashion major so it was very much tailored to the fashion industry. Yep. But we did learn some things that I've carried over into meetings with um, Vamos Vino but there's a big rule, the 80-20 branding rule. So 80% be about your brand, the lifestyle around it and then 20% be specifically targeting the sales of your product. Yep. So I've very much taken that into account when working with Vamos Vino just to keep it more streamlined and I don't want it to feel pushy. I, I mean, obviously social media as promotional, but I'd never want it to feel pushy, and I want to celebrate the whole culture behind it too.
0: How much of your face is that culture?
2: um <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> On the social media right now,
0: do you feel like, like Sophia Coppola? If we're going to mm-hmm. use her yeah. as an example, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, she's kind of she's not the face, but people yeah. know who she is. She's also a director. She's an accomplished woman.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's. I a, don't think Laura it's our. I don't think it's yeah. our face. Yeah, I think it's the whole idea is like, and, yeah, people in our demographic. people like us who who would enjoy the product and – I think it'll just come naturally.
0: Yeah. Can you think of a person or can you think of how it felt when you got your product into a location and you were like, yes, Mm -hmm.
2: tell me about that. Yeah. I mean, it's just so exciting because this is so new. We just got the shipment a few days ago and seeing like holding the product for the first time was so exciting. And my friends have been asking me about it. So having all my friends come over and being able to show them the cans has just been such a good feeling. And
0: are there places in the Twin City you want to carry it that you feel like, oh, this is the spot? Liquor store, restaurants or anything the above like if is it like okay once we get in there that's cool yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) that's i guess i never thought about it like that like what i need to validate it me either um i don't know just like maybe more like i can't think of a name for the life of me right now but like fun uptown uptown locations and like sure like yeah yeah. yep and definitely breweries i think is great just because like the options of having people who don't want to drink beer is a really great thing for us I want to see it at breweries, especially
1: because we're not going to sell more wine than beer at breweries. But I right. think we'll, <laughs> we'll give people like me an option to enjoy a drink with their friends while they're... I used to live in L.A. and coming back to Minnesota, I forgot. If you don't drink beer
2: it's crazy yeah, yeah.
0: So true. <laughs> I think and I'm not positive about this but I think there might be a law that prevents them from selling yes. any products other than their own yeah, in their true. tap rooms so do you have you thought about maybe you girls could lobby you know mm-hmm. to get that law changed or that's kind of how this early law was adopted yeah
2: yeah vamos I mean goes political. <laughs> we awesome. could no but yeah
1: you're they do need like an additional um liquor license I mean the liquor laws here are very strict yeah, yeah. so so, it's been yeah hard for that them, is definitely a challenge
0: will you sell this in your homeland of argentina or would that just be like heck no we are yeah. not drinking wine from a can no. i don't
2: think Argentina's there yet they're We'd not always ready. joke they're 50 years behind us and technology and call not that. yeah that's very they're very um i don't know how to say. i don't want to say pretentious that's the wrong word but they definitely have like a very strong
0: proud of their wine heritage culture. yeah, yeah. Exactly. and they're it's not gonna just drink it out of a they, can yeah, i get it they years.
1: still don't like screw top yeah, um, bottles. yeah so, and mm-hmm.
0: that, I mean, think about that. Like, yeah. I mean, that's all happened within, what, the last 10 years, how much this has advanced. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of change for an industry that's over a 1,000 years old, it's you know? so true, yeah. Are there other states that you'd like to see this in? Or do you have mm-hmm. a distributor that's like, this is what we're doing, this is where we're going?
1: Yeah, well, we we just got it in some liquor stores in Nebraska today. today. Okay, yeah. Yeah. excellent.
0: Really
2: and then yeah. I think we definitely want it on the coasts. I definitely want it. I'm at school in New York, so I'd love to have it there. And obviously, California is a big one, too
0: think about the hotel markets too. Mm -hmm. I don't, it's a very different distribution system than your like traditional distributor, Mm -hmm. but it is a great way to reach young people, particularly if you're like in places like the Cosmopolitan and Vegas and Aria. And I think for those, you almost have to sell it direct.
2: Yeah. Like an exclusive or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then like create a marketing opportunity around it. How much of the product, like, do you need to sample it? What do you need to sell it? Because I'm all excited for you, Mm -hmm. but it's really a different thing when all of a sudden you are one of 30 cans yeah, on a shelf probably. and yeah. the only thing standing between you and Sophia Coppola is marketing money and exactly because <laughs> even if the product's good you know it'll sell some mm-hmm. yeah but how do you feel like you're gonna get it all the way do you think about that how are we gonna do that um is it marketing money is it strategy I mean, yeah
2: we need the exposure definitely so we have a plan to include some influencers so we're, Tell me about that. Yeah,
0: so we've worked with some
2: people in Minnesota, um, just different bloggers and food fanatics. So we have had some events with our old um, with the Fumi Miskini wine. So we hope to like send it off and get posts and have them talking about it and hope that stimulates the market, as well as like we need just more exposure. So yep. whether that's from samplings and tastings and sending it out or including influencers from different states to try to well spread it.
1: And I think that our like our plan of attack is stay, you know, really focus on you know, our location now in the Twin Cities yeah, and then can really like expand the brand with, you know, using social media platforms and other places in the U.S.
0: Yeah. So let's say you're going to like who represents a good social media influencer for you? Because for a lot of the listeners, this is a new territory for them. And they're like, how do you even find these people?
1: You find them by just being on Instagram. And I was
2: going to say just scrolling and scrolling.
1: like how did you find design love fest like, yeah exactly. just
2: on instagram she's a great yeah she's a really cool like um just like blogger and she does different projects with different creatives in la so i feel like yeah just honestly being on the apps and looking around you find some great influencers and we also have some great influencers here in minnesota mm-hmm. um what was her name kimberly remember the the food girl i can't remember her last name for the last um, She's awesome. She does a lot of, um, she's always at different restaurants. She is different. Kim Lee Curry. Yeah. Yeah. She has different things named after her on menus. So we've worked with her. She's come over a few times to our home and she's awesome. So just working with different people like her and then.
0: Is it always a pay for play with an influencer or is it sometimes product trade? it depends i actually do some influencing because i have a blog too so i mean i'm
2: obviously not investing as much time into my blogs as kimberly curry curry is but um I <laughs> will sure? definitely take product just for a post it does get pretty competitive with rates and stuff once you start doing paid but a lot of like big time bloggers are expecting to pay which is fine i mean we're happy to distribute marketing money where it goes and it's like social media has been a great tool and it's shown that it can be more effective than a billboard or an ad and it's been really interesting to see like how that's evolved in the ad industry
0: and facebook posts too yeah. do you pay to boost your post or are you okay you
2: can definitely do that it's so great because you can target the specific age group and not that we only want to target women but like oftentimes wine is associated with women and we kind of want you probably only want to target women simply because
0: the men will come along yeah exactly Exactly.
1: that's what it's like the woman will probably buy it first and the men will try it and then yeah and
0: if you just have it's like a win some game if you only have x amount of money you have to pick your p1s and just pound them over the head fifty two thousand times because right when you think (laughs) They know who you are you realize they still don't. Yeah. It's just true. it's like endless. Seven times per person trying to find a way to make that connection. Mm-hmm.
2: And what's great is that it's Instagram and Facebook have tools that make it really affordable to boost your posts and get out there by seen by a lot of people for less money than running an ad or traditional forms.
0: What about like events? Do you can you see yourselves doing sampling events and doing maschini dinners and
2: Yeah. Definitely.
1: I think we're we're trying to like innovate and modernize our events, you know, like not a big sit down dinner and tasting just because our product is not you know you don't sit down for it's party. more on the go yeah, yeah it is on the go it's not a three hour bottle of wine dinner it's um fun yeah and- like a backyard
2: barbecue with a bunch of friends and just just promoting it as much as we can like fun with food trucks because that's another great option like food trucks would be great since you're not sitting down you don't have a corkscrew and two glasses of wine it's just you can or whatever so it's been fun to rethink our events in.
1: and we're we're doing one um June 27th at a workspace in North Loop. Okay. Um we want to do as many of those as possible right now. So.
0: And when you guys are do you can you see like being in the liquor store and sampling? Like part yeah. of the interesting part about makers is people really want to like hear your story yeah. and they want to like connect with you the person
2: and yeah and so many people in minnesota love that local aspect and we can they really do to that we've lived in minneapolis our whole lives and we love it and we love the culture and the people so i think it's fun i hope to that we can start serving it doing yeah some tasting soon
0: okay here's a weird question mm-hmm. like you both are young women you know this could be a hobby for all you know right mm-hmm. i mean this is your family business but do you think you'll get, like, sick of it and bored and move on to the next thing? And how do you know you won't?
1: I don't know. I really have a passion for it. Yeah. It I'd, seems like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I will at all. I've helped my parents and seen, like, their wins and ops too, growing up. And I think this seems way more personal. I feel like I'm, like, much more invested. And I feel like it, like, represents yeah. us a lot so up our better. Yeah. yeah. I think so, too. So I think I feel like I can stand behind it. And, yeah, I don't think I'm going to get sick of it. Your yeah.
0: mom and dad must be pretty proud, too, because mm-hmm. to continue on the evolution of bringing in the next generation that's pretty neat
2: yeah I just love that this is so much more us I was just always like I loved our wine business growing up and I wanted to be a part of it but this feels like something that we can do and I'm so excited about the product and it's just something like I feel totally different about it than I always have about our other wine business so
0: and do you feel uh, so Malbec is kind of your base. Do you think mm-hmm. you'll expand? That's how I plans to.
2: I'm the red yeah. drinker, so I'm excited about this. But she's more of a white, well, girl. yeah. I started
1: just only liking white wine, even though Malbec is you know a from signature. Mendoza, yeah, like that's like a sin or something like that. But <laughs> <laughs> don't tell down. now, I really love red wine. We want to develop maybe a Sauve Blanc, a Toronto's, some sort of rosé too. I yeah. It would be really fun. Yeah. So. And you
0: have all of those that your all those grapes at your vineyard. Yeah, so, we so you we can do. do that. We
1: have the ability. So yeah, we just wanted to keep it simple. You know, brand new brand. We're just going to try one. Test the water. And a yeah, more, I yeah. mean, we have the capabilities to keep producing. So.
0: I love it. Yeah. All right. It's Laura and Bella Muschini. It is uh, Familia Muschini is the label. The actual can is Vamos Vino Malbec. It is a kind of salmon colored can with a, I'm trying to think of how to describe, there's like a wavy road behind it in burgundy and (laughs) orange and yellow. It's real cute. Thanks for being here today, girls. Thank you, 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 Stephanie. Yes. I'm so glad that we could connect and put this together. If you're if there are other young entrepreneurs out there, I want you to like give them one or two pieces of advice before we sign out here. Cause we don't get to talk to yeah. young people just first starting out very That's often. True.
2: That's awesome. I think Laura. just stay creative, do what you love. And I have such an eye for visual things. So it's always been my thing. So just find your thing, stick to it and don't be scared to be experimental or like test something new. I yeah.
1: Think. All right. Bella, how about you? I'd say tell your story. Be honest with
2: it and I think the rest will follow.
0: And be authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a big part of what you girls bring. And it's a very refreshing change for a lot of brands, right? To not be... And the Instagram really, I think, is doing such a good job with this. It's not so polished anymore. Yeah. It's literally like someone just like, oh, my God, I have the biggest zit on my face. But <laughs>
2: That's true. That's I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I have
0: to go to this event. Yeah. And so what am I going to do? And I just I'm just going to own it because I got a big zit and it happens. Exactly. <laughs> that is really new thinking from when we started on Instagram where everything had to be a photo shoot. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not perfect. But and we're young
2: we don't have all the answers for everything the truth yeah we've gotten this far so we'll keep going and i love it whether there's bumps in the road so be it we'll figure it out and it's awesome
0: all right well congratulations and good luck (laughs) thank Thank you. you